Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, my dear friends. I am Dr. Armen Astvatsatrian, Professor Armen Astvatsatrian from Yerevan, Armenia. Yeah, for you, I'm Dr. Y. And today we will talk about gastrointestinal disorders. Huh? Evaluation of gastrointestinal patient. Gastrointestinal patient. Uh, gastrointestinal symptoms, GI symptoms, huh? G symptoms, uh, and disorders are quite common. History and physical examination are often adequate to make a disposition in patients with minor complaints. In other cases, testing is necessary. Uh, using open-ended interview-style questions, the physician identifies the location and quality of the symptoms and any aggravating and alleviating factors. Abdominal pain is a frequent disorder complained in gastrointestinal disorders. Determining the location of the pain can help with diagnosis. For example, pain in the, in the epigastrium may reflect problems in the pancreas, stomach, or small bowel. Pain in the right upper quadrant may reflect problems in the liver, gallbladder, and bile ducts such as cholecystitis or hepatitis. Pain in the right lower quadrant may indicate inflammation on the appendix terminal ileum or secum, suggesting appendicitis, elites, or Crohn's disease. Pain in the left lower quadrant may indicate diverticulitis or constipation. Pain in other the left or right lower quadrant may indicate colitis, elitis, or ovarian. No, in women, of course, etiologists. <laughs> so, uh, if diffuse abdominal pain we've got, it could be if they're going to the right, maybe it might be acute pancreatitis, pancreatitis, diabetic ketoacidosis, early appendicitis, gastro. Inter, gastroenteritis, intestinal obstruction. If diffuse abdominal pain, it might be go to the go to left. It may be mesenterical ischemia, peritonitis, enicles, sickle cell crises, spontaneous peritonitis, and typhoid fever. Okay, so sickle cell crisis, spontaneous peritonitis and typhoid fever is go to the left. So right or left upper quadrant pain, it might be due to acute pancreatitis, herpes zoster, lower lobal pneumonia, myocardial ischemia, we talk about, of course, uh, myocardial infarction, uh, so-called abdominal myocardial infarction, when we have O3AVF, uh, typical symptoms on EOVCG, of course, uh, typical symptoms, typical signs, sorry, of uh, myocardial infarction. No, we have to check up anyway, troponin. Troponin to understand. And it goes with, uh, for example, nausea, vomiting, abdominal myocardial infarction, so called myocardial ischemia, uh, right or left upper quadrant pain. And might be a pain due to radiculitis. radiculitis. Right? Right upper quadrant pain, it might be due to appendicitis with uh, gravid uterus, 
cholecystitis and biliary colic, congestive hepatomegaly, hepatitis or hepatic abscess, perforated duodenal ulcer. Left upper quadrant pain might be due to gastritis, yeah. gastritis, 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 and splenic disorder, abscess, rupture. Right lower quadrant pain, appendicitis, no, right, of course, okay, beginning of the uh, end of uh, uh, colite. Huh? Appendicitis, sacral diverticulus, muscle, uh, macular diverticulus, and mesentical, mesentical adenitis, adenitis. Left lower quadrant pain, ischemic colitis, sigmoid diverticulis. No, why sigmoid? Ending. Uh, mm -hmm. Ending of intestine. So appendix is beginning and of course uh, this beginning appendix and uh, sigmoid is uh, ending. It's left. Appendicitis is on the right and uh, sigmoid is on the left. And right or left power quadrant pain, abdominal or psoas abscess, abdominal wall hematoma, cystitis, cystitis or cystitis, cystitis, Endometriosis, in, uh, incar incarcerated strangulated hernia, inflammatory bowel disease, Mittelschmerz, Mittelschmerz, pelvic inflammatory disease, uh, renal stone, ruptured abdominal aortic aneurysm, ruptured ectopic pregnancy, torsion of ovarian cyst or testes. Asking patients about radiation of pain so may help clarify the diagnosis. For example, pain radiating to the shoulder may reflect the cholecystitis because the gallbladder uh, gal may be irritating the diaphragm, cholecystitis. Pain radiating to back may reflect pancreatitis. Asking patients to describe the character of the pain, for example, uh, that is sharp or constant valves of dull pain and the onset sudden such as a resulting from a perforated viscous or ruptured ectopic pregnancy can help differentiate causes. Patients should be quiet about changes in eating and elimination. Regarding eating, patients should be asked about difficulty swallowing, dysphagia, loss of appetite and presence of nausea and vomiting. If patients are vomiting, they should be asked how often and for how long and whether they have noted blood or coffee ground-like material suggestive of gastrointestinal bleeding. About bleeding, let's try to talk in another lecture. Huh? Also, patients should be asked about the type and the quantity of liquids they have tried to drink, if any, and whether they have been able to keep them down. Regarding elimination, patients should be asked when their most recent bowel movement was, how frequently they have uh, typical, typical frequency. It's more useful to ask for specific quantitative information about bowel movements rather than simply asking whether they are constipated or have diarrhea because different people use this, these terms quite differently. Patients should be also asked to describe 
the color and constituency of the stool, including whether stool has appeared back or bloody, suggestive gastrointestinal bleeding, purulent or mucoid. Patients who have notized blood should be asked whether it was coating the stool mixed with stool or whether blood was passed without any stool. A gynecological history is important in women because gynecologic and obstetric disorders may manifest with GI symptoms. Associated non-specific symptoms such as fever or weight loss must be assessed. Weight loss is associated symptom that may indicate a more severe problem such as cancer and the clinician and clinician should be prompted to do a more extensive evaluation. So a gynecological history is important in women because in women because gynecologic and obstetric disorders may manifest with gastrointestinal symptoms. Associated non-specific symptoms such as fever or weight loss must be assessed. Weight loss is associated symptom that may indicate a more severe problem such as cancer, such as cancer, and the clinical clinician should be prompted to do a more extensive evaluation. Patients report symptoms differently depending on their personality and the impact of the illness or their life on their life and socio-cultural influences. For example, nausea and vomiting may be minimized or reported indirectly by a severely depressed patient by, but presented with a dramatic urgency by a hysteric ones. Yeah. Histrionic one. Huh? For, for example, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. For example, nausea and vomiting may be minimized or reported indirectly by a severely depressed patient but presented with dramatic urgency by a histrionic, histrionic, hysteric, histrionic ones. Important element of the, uh, of the past medical history include presence of previously diagnosed gastrointestinal disorders, previous abdominal surgery, and use of drugs and substances that might cause gastrointestinal symptoms, for example, non-steroidal, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, alcohol, marijuana. Physical examination might, be, might begin with inspection of the oropharynx to assess hydration, ulcers or possible inflammation. Inspection of the abdomen with the patient's supine may show a convex appearance when bowel obstruction aside or rarely a large mass is present. Auscultation to assess bowel sounds and determine presence of bruits should follow. Percussion elicits hyper hyperresonance elicits. Hyperresonance is a tympany, huh? Percussion elicits hyperresonance in the presence of bowel obstruction and dullness with ascites and can determine the span of the liver. Yeah, to span of the liver. Palpation proceeds systematically, beginning gently to identify areas of tenderness and if tolerated, palpating deeper to locate masses or organomegaly. When the abdomen is tender, patients should be assessed for peritoneal sign such as guarding and rebound. 
guarding and rebound. Guarding is an involuntary contraction of the abdominal muscles that is slightly slower and more sustained than the rapid voluntary flinch exhibited by sensitive or anxious patients. Rebound is a distinct flinch upon brisk withdrawal of the examiner, uh, examiner's hand. Rosing syndrome. Huh? The inguinal area and all surgical scars should be palpated for hernias. Digital rectal examination with testing for occult blood and in women pelvic examination completed the evaluation of the abdomen. Testing. Uh, patients with acute non-specific symptoms, for example, dyspepsia, nausea, dyspepsia, nausea, and an unremarkable physical examinations rarely require testing. Findings suggesting significant disease, alarm symptoms, symptoms should prompt further evaluation. Anorexia, anemia, blood in stool, gross or occult, dysphagia, fever, hepatomegaly, pain that awakens patient, persistent nausea and vomiting, weight loss, chronic or recurrent symptoms, even with unremarkable examinations, also warrant evaluation. But uh, anyway, another uh, problems, another diseases we will talk in another lectures, my friends. I think it's largely enough. Uh, it's largely enough concerning uh, this situation of evaluation of gastrointestinal patient. Thanks for your attention, my friends. We finished evaluation gastrointestinal patient, and we will try the gut ones to the another lectures concerning gastrointestinal disorders. Once again, thanks for your attention. Don't forget to make your donation to our channel. How to make, you can find in description of this channel in YouTube. So, goodbye and have a nice day. God bless you.